speaking on, uh, I titled the message, A Call to Pray. A Call to Pray. Father, I just, uh, I, I just ask that your spirit will speak to us tonight and give us a true revelation from heaven with regards to prayer so that we can receive all that you have put in store for us to enjoy on the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'm going to be saying some things that in in starting that really on the earth, God can't do much. He has a lot of things in his heart that he wants to do. He has great dreams for his people. He has great dreams for the earth. He, I know we all believe God can do anything. God can do all things. God can't do everything. There are a lot that God wants to do on the earth. He cannot do. God only does things through his word. God God doesn't do anything outside of his word. You know you heard about God's mighty harm. You've heard about God's voice and all of that. You heard that God has ears. He can hear. But you haven't seen God. He is a spirit. God is the word. And like I said on Sunday, God said, to us in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word. Now, if I want, I know God is the Spirit. So if I want to tell, if I want to talk about that, if I were the one writing, I will tell you in the beginning was the Spirit God. But God is the Word. God does nothing outside His Word. And so He's spoken a lot. And God had a lot to do in the Old Testament and spoke He couldn't get it done because he said, I was looking for a man to stand in the gap. No, he needed a man. He needs you. He needs me to get his program on the earth. He cannot do his work on the earth without us. He needs us. And when he he couldn't find a man, he brought the word to the world in bodily form. Amen. He brought Jesus. Jesus is the word. So Jesus came in human flesh to accomplish what the Word wants to accomplish on the earth. He does all things through His Word. But on the earth, He needs you and me. He needs flesh. Because the Bible says the heavens, yes, the heavens belong to the Lord. The earth He has given to the sons of men. So we, you have to be a man here on earth for God to do anything. He needs a man. All he's speaking, he's convincing and talking to us. He's for us to yield our bodies to him. Amen. Yield our wills to him so that he can have that. And then he can do whatever he wants on the earth. He needs us. Isn't that amazing? That makes you special. It makes you special. He needs you. And I'm going to show you from the word. He really needs us. And that's why he's asking us to pray. Because when you pray, you are praying as a man on the earth, his will to be done on the earth. 
That's why Jesus said, God has given me authority over all flesh because, what? I'm the son of God. No, because I am the son of man. I'm here. I belong to the earth. I belong to the earth. I have authority to forgive sin on the earth. He didn't say because I'm the son of God, because he's the son of man. Amen? But the perfect man without sin on the earth. You know, Jesus used the word son of man more than he used the word, the word son of God. Because he had authority on the earth because he was here. The same thing with the devil. He can't do anything on the earth until he finds a man to agree with him. He's a murderer. Until he finds a Hitler, he's not going to be able to do it. That's just the way it works. This is not their realm. Amen? This is our realm. And to operate here, God has to find a man. Found Abraham. But you are it today. Amen? You are. And prayer is really coming to God in an executive meeting. Amen? The executive lives up there. The office force is right here on the earth. That's you and I. We carry out his work. He needs us today. Jesus is not here to do those great miracles anymore. But until he finds a man that will agree with him to go up, there will be no miracle. He needs you and I. I just pray that God will give me that spirit of wisdom, you that spirit of wisdom and understanding that God is waiting for you. He can't do much unless you let him have you. And those that have been willing to yield themselves without reservation, he's done great things with them all around the world. Because they understand it's not them, it's him. But they've given him their bodies to use. They've given him their lips. They stand in his place on the earth. Remember Jesus said to us, he said of himself, I am the light of the world. And then he turned around and he said to us, you are the light of the world. So you are something on the earth. And until we know this, we won't really do business, man. You are in charge of his program on the earth. So when you come to him, you are not coming to, uh, just to bring his presence. You are coming into his presence. He's already there. When you pray, you come into his presence for an executive meeting. And he's happy to have you with God. I mean, with his son. The father and the son, they're waiting for you. They are inviting you. Remember the Bible says to come with boldness. Yeah. He says, come with boldness. You are invited. God is inviting you. Let's have a meeting. How is the program going on on the earth? What do you need to get the program go better? Amen. What are your needs? Are you being hindered? Do you need some insurance? Oh. <laughs> I want to take care of your need. I want to make sure you are up to par. You can do the job. What do you need to do the job? What's going on? Where is your enemy operating? Where are you feeling? He wants to get all that, those information. Who is hurting among you? I need you. Tell me what's going on and what do you need? You are the office force on the earth. He needs you. 
That's what prayer is all about. He's inviting us to pray. That's why Jesus taught us how to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You need to respect and worship him. Thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Until you pray that, it will never be done. God wants his will done on the earth, right? Why, why wouldn't he just make his will done? Who's going to stop him? You, can you stop God? Well, it's his will for all to be saved, right? That's his will. The Bible tells us that. But is God able to save everybody? No. That's his will. Yes, he can if they are willing. But they are not going to be saved until you talk to them, right? He needs you. That's what prayer is all about. That's why it's an exciting thing to come into God's presence. He wants to answer those prayers. Amen? He wants to know what you need to get this job done. And he knows if you are hurting in your family and you have more needs to be concerned about, you're not concerned too much about the program. Amen? So I'm going to meet your needs so you concern yourself about the program. I'm going to meet all of your needs. I will supply you with abundance so you're okay. And then let's go get them. Let's finish the program. Do you, uh, uh, you are, we are getting it tonight, right? That's why God invites us. Prayer is an exciting thing with God. He wants you there. In fact, He's inviting you. Come, let's have this meeting. Amen? It's a serious meeting between you. The Father is so pleased to have you in this meeting. Come on in. Let's talk. And guess what? You can never make mistakes because the Holy Ghost comes along with you to make sure your presentation is okay. <laughs> Amen? Your presentation is great and the Father is pleased. He's saying, you leave and you're saying, boy, what a time. And God says, wasn't that a great, he's talking to his son, wasn't that a great meeting? We've met all their needs now. You can give me an update when you come back the next time. Amen? That's testimony time, right? Yeah, give me an update. What's going on? That's why prayer is so important. When you don't spend time praying before God, you haven't spent time giving an update to the boss. Amen? You haven't told him anything about what's going on down there. In the sales department, right? You haven't told. We're doing really great. But we can do more if you will let us do this sort of thing over here. The father says, okay. What more do you need? You need a little bit more anointing? Amen? You need more abilities? You need more resources in this area? Yeah. I got all of it. I'll give to you. As long as you're carrying the job, you're getting the job done. That's what prayer is all about. He's not rigor. He's not going to, to beg God and plead with God. He's waiting for you to come so we can do this transaction in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that's why God assumes that you will pray if you fully understand. He's it's assumed by God, you are going to pray. God doesn't say, if you pray, he says, when? You got to have a meeting with, 
with the boss. Amen? You got to have a meeting sometimes with the boss. Matthew 6 verse 6 says, But you, when you pray, go into your room. So it's a business meeting. Amen? You and the boss. That doesn't mean you can't have anyone around you. And you can be only with God with everybody in the room. Amen? But you are right there with him. Go in the room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father. Do that transaction there. Who sees in secret? Who is in secret? And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. When you finish with that transaction and you've told him your needs and what you need for you to be able to carry out his program, when you get out of that meeting, by the words I'm talking prayer, then people will begin to see the result of that great meeting. Amen? He rewards you openly. He rewards you openly. So he's inviting us to come and, and to pray. If you, if you read in Luke chapter 18, and you follow the parable, he says it this, this way, Luke chapter 18 verse, from verse 1, Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. If you are a man, God wants you to always pray. If you are not a praying Christian, you will be discouraged when little problems come your way. You will start complaining. You have no strength. This is God's only way to bring salvation, deliverance, to meet our needs, blessings into our lives. This is the way you can really get into the program. This is the only way you can, after having that meeting with the Father, you know what he's thinking. You know where he wants to move. You know what he wants to do next. And you are strengthened from that meeting because you receive resources from that meeting with him in time of prayer. If you're not doing that, you don't know what the program is all about anymore. You don't know the Father's heart. You don't know whether he's trying to buy a new company. You have nothing. You have nothing. And you got no resources. And you are running out of the resources for the program he gave you the, the last time you were there. And you are exposed. See? That's why God, Jesus said, men ought, how, how often? Always to pray. Always. If you, if you don't do it, you are going to get discouraged in the way. The things that you see in the natural will discourage you. And Satan will present these things in the natural that is going to tell you, to make you feel, I don't even know if God is with me anymore. The boss is not really working with me. He's left me alone. He's not supporting what I'm doing in the program. Thieved. Because you haven't spent time with him to know his heart. For you to know that he loves what you're doing. He loves you just like the way you are. He's working with you. He doesn't condemn you. He loves you. And whatever you are doing in his name, to him is exciting. You see my kid go, like that's my boy. That's my girl there. Amen? That's our father. He loves us so much. He loves us so much. Such a great love for every one of us. There is no way to measure his love. 
the little stuff that you believe you've done that's wrong cannot compare to his love. Drown totally in his great love for you. And you're so special. You're so special to him. So, so special. I think we are going to be so shocked when we get to heaven and find out how special we've been all along to the Father. The whole program is about you. Everything he's doing for you. You are that important to him. And now that he's got you, now that he's been able to convince you through another brother or sister, he wants you to get in the program. He still has more out there. Amen? And he wants to use you in the program. So he wants us to always pray. And if you read this parable, it's like the parable talks about a widow that is going to an unjust judge, and she's asking and just come in at him. You got to do this for me. You got to do this for me. You got to do this for me until he's tired of it. And so many Christians have this idea, well, I'm going to bother God until he's tired of me, then he'll let me have whatever. That's the wrong picture there. What Jesus was saying is never quit praying. Don't quit praying. That's all. Why? He loves to have you in his presence. Amen? Your presence gives him joy when you come for this meeting. He looks forward to it. To your coming. And after he's had some time with you, just chatting and talking about what's going on and all of that in your life, then we get into business. What do you need now? Amen? And he tells you what he wants you to do. What he's thinking. You need to go this area because that's the way we can expand this business. Amen? And you eat. I'm looking to you. That's a great honor. That's a great honor. God will speak to you if you spend time in his presence. He'll speak to you. You may not hear his voice for a while. But in my mind, I've, at this t- stage in my life, I've come to understand that God, he will test you to see if you really mean business. And until he's satisfied, when? I don't know. He wants you to be faithful. I've talked about this. Once you are faithful and he knows he can find you where he meets with you, you are constant. He's then he'll start speaking to you. I told you about the story of Samuel. You remember Samuel, the young boy. And he, didn't, he had never heard the word of God. God had not revealed himself to him. But he knew his duty in the house, in the house of God. And he was faithful, little guy, busy. I know I had to put, put on the lamps. And then he was doing it faithfully, minding his own business. And then God started talking to him. That's how he is. He's got to prove me first to say, see, what are you continuing? I think um, uh, it's really hard on him after you've uh, established that relationship. I believe so. Just as it's hard with us in our relationship. When the person suddenly pulls away. Isn't that painful? 
and you really love them, now they don't want to come to you, to you anymore, can, don't call you anymore. We sometimes forget that you have feelings just to let you know God has feelings as well. And we like people that we can depend on, don't we? God's like that too. Amen? He likes people that he can depend on. And once he's found one, he'll show him to the world. That's the way I see Billy Graham. It's no different from you and I. He doesn't have more faith than you and I. Billy Graham is not more righteous than you are. He's just more available. Simple as that. And trust like a child. That's the difference. I want God to make me a child. In his mind. I know I can't I can grow back my hair. I need those uh, ointments that you can put in to make it come back. I can't be a child anymore. But I want to be a child in my heart. I want God to make us children at heart. No question. You go into his presence. You can't wait to see daddy. Right? You're so excited. And as daddy gives you promises and all of that. Oh, like what daddy says he's going to buy me. Don't we do that? We see our kids do that. Daddy says he's going to do this for me. I can't believe it. When? By December. It's in December. Come first December, I have my new bicycle. They don't see the bicycle, but they believe. But they've been with Daddy, so Daddy made the promise, right? If they were away some other town, Daddy don't have the time to make that promise, right? Unless they call or there's got to be some communication here. We need to spend time with our Father. Especially in this evil day. There's a lot going on in the world. The enemy is planning seriously. You and I hear of it. You hear about Muslims now pushing very hard to have uh, a place of prayer in every airport. I mean, it's heard that. Yeah. You think they're just people? This, there's a force behind that. Amen. There's a force behind that. And you see it. <laughs> Go have a good meeting with your father and the Holy Spirit the sun and tell them what's going on and what do we do about this how are we going to destroy this plan of the enemy how are we going to make it unsuccessful amen if we do that god will raise somebody who is powerful and whose voice they will hear and say no we can't have that here and people will listen and they will agree no we can't have that here and it will stand if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. I'll hear from heaven. I'll heal the land. He'll restore. We are in charge of his program here on the earth. You are. That puts you in a different category from all men. And if we understand that God is depending on us to get this thing going, our attitude will be different. The demons are afraid of us. They are afraid of us. I was listening to uh, T.L. Osborne. He says that he's 
when he goes overseas, he got thousands of people preach, uh, coming to here, 3,000, uh, uh, 300,000, 100,000, 500,000. He says every time, every city, the, the nice preachers will gather around him and say, please, we want to pray for you before you go up to face this great multitude so that you can be protected from the devil. He says every time I let them know, don't you ever honor the devil in my presence. I don't need that prayer. I'll stop. He says, you stop them immediately. Stop it. Don't do that. Don't you honor the enemy. The devil is afraid of us. Why? Because in your transaction with the Father, once you gain that revelation and understanding, the Father will go to work with you. There's nothing special about any of those people. I've come to believe that. I just need to know what they know. Amen? And I need to know how they have put themselves in God's hand so that God can freely use them. I need to know what they know so I can do what they did to get God to walk through them. They're not that special. They're just like you and I. They're no different. And if we believe they are different, then we don't do anything about our relationship with God and how God will use us on the earth. We'll satisfy with just what we're doing in church. But this program is bigger than the Ark Fellowship. Amen? This program is bigger than you and I. It's a big, huge program. And you're part of it. I'd like to find out, God, where is my part? I need to know what my part is in this particular program. God works with us to do things on the earth, to change things here on the earth. If we will understand wh what he's calling us to do and our place in the, on the earth. Put everything together. You are the light of the world. There is no light. There will be no light in this world without you. That's what God is saying. It will be total darkness. The world is depending on you and I. Because God is depending on us. It's what we allow that will go on the earth. I really believe that. Christians are focused on fighting with one another. You know, pastor, preacher, great preacher, brother, and all of that. It, it, those are just distractions so that we don't know the program. We don't know what God has called us to do. Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18, he said, I shortly, I want to show you. He said, whatever you bind on the earth, whatever means whatever, whatever you bind on the earth is bound in heaven. That means once it's bound in heaven, cannot happen in the earth. But God needs you to bind it first on the earth before heaven can bind it. Heaven cannot just bind it on the earth without you binding it. But how do you know what to bind? Unless you've been in the presence of the Father. You've been in the presence of the Father, you know how to run it. And you're not afraid because the Father is with you. Jesus said, no man can pluck them out of my hand. Because the Father who gave them to me is great, greater than all. And that gives me a lot of comfort. I'm not going anywhere. I'm making it to heaven. 
There's no word like backsliding in my life. Forget it. Amen? Because God is with me. There is no word like going and doing some crazy stuff. Because God is taking care of me. He said, I haven't kept his. He, those that Jesus, God, my father, you said, Jesus said, those that you've given to me, have kept them to the very end. Remember those words? And none of them has been taken from me. Except the son of perdition. I'm one of those. You are one of those. Amen. He, no one can touch you. I'm not afraid of him. I just need to get in the program. Amen. I just need to get in this program. And say, God, where is my part? I want to run with it. But you won't find out until you spend a lot of time with him. And you know, the program is, doesn't stay the same. It's dynamic. It constantly changes. If you are in the armed forces... You may be assigned to one place, one time because of the problem. But then comes another problem. Guess what? They pull you from there. Amen? Is that not the way it works? You are in the army of God. You got to be in the program. Find out from the boss what's really going on. So he can tell you where to go. And how to, to, to win the battle. And then give you the supplies you need to get the job done. That's why it's an exciting thing to pray. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's what Jesus told us and he can't lie. If we get in the program, it will be so. By and by, it will be. So I can rest. Because I know who I am with. That's why we get into his rest. Because Jesus is with us. All things are working for our good. And so I can rest, and if I don't like it, I bind it. Even if it doesn't appear bound at the time I'm binding it, I know it's bound. Because Jesus said, assuredly, I'm assuring you, if you bind anything on the earth, it's bound in heaven. And if you lose anything on the earth, now you have to be on the earth, okay? You have to belong to this place. Being on the earth is so important. That's why I said, you are the office force on the earth. He's depending on you to get it done here on the earth. He said, whatever you bind on the earth is, uh, is bound. Whatever you lose is loose. Again, again, I've already said that to you, but l- let me reinforce what I just told you. This is great. You need to understand it. Again, I say to you that if two of you shall agree where... On the earth. That's where we belong. If two or four shall agree on this earth. If I can get you to agree fully on the earth. (laughs) Concerning anything. That they ask. It will be done. Not maybe. It will be done. The only problem is agreement. If we can really come into agreement. If all of us agree today as members of the Ark Fellowship, we're going to have a great church. And we are really in agreement. No one comes out of agreement. Guess who is going to make this church great? Him. Because we have agreed on the earth. Amen? And we have what we are asking for. No doubt about it. We can have it. Amen? So again, the program is dependent on us. It's you and I. All of us. God's program on the earth. Jesus is no longer here. 
Jesus can love a man, but somebody says, well, I know God loves me, but I just need somebody, right? Well, you are his hand. When you put your hands, that's God putting his hands around them. That's why the touch is so powerful. That's why people lay their hands on the sick and they get, in the name of Jesus, is in other words, you're doing it in his stead. It's as if Jesus himself is doing it, but he's not here. You can't feel him, but he has you. And so he walks through you. Jesus is in you, right? I know he's in you. And I, you don't realize it, but the devils know they can see him in you. Everywhere you go, they can see him in you. He's right there. He sees the world through your eyes. He touches the world, the world with your words. People are saved by other humans just telling them the word of God. And their whole life transformed. And after that, for 30, 20, or 50, 60 years, they stay with the master because of words that were spoken to them. That's how powerful this is. Also, he said, He'll give anything that they ask in his name. And he tells us why. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So Jesus is always here. He, I carry him, you carry him everywhere you go. He lives in you now. Your address is his address. And he walks through you and wants to do great things through you. That's why Jesus said, he who believes in me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do, because I go to my Father. In other words, I go to my Father, but you become my hands. You become my mouth. And you do the same work. The same work that I do, shall he do. And greater works shall he do. And I know Jesus meant what he was saying. Is The question is, do we believe what he's saying? But if you read, if you study the life of Jesus, notice he spent a lot of time with his father, you know? He had some words that are really staggering to me and uh, makes me wonder. Because Jesus said, what you hear is what the father told me. I never speak my own words. Every word that you hear me speak is what the father told me to say. I don't speak my own words. Where did he hear the Father speaking to him? No wonder he spent hours daily praying to his Father. One time he spent the whole night. When he was going to pick the apostles from the disciples, he spent the whole night. Many of us say, but that's the Son of God. Why should he spend so much time praying? What you're thinking is, prayer is torture. <laughs> it's painful. And he spent the whole night. You mean he didn't sleep? He was in a very special meeting. Amen? And they were discussing who was going to be among the team. Yeah? You want this guy? No, no, don't that guy. That guy. Yes, that Peter there. 
uh, he's ragged now, but uh, we'll do something with him later. But he's going to be one of them. Amen? He acts crazy now, but we know. We'll we deal with him later. We'll deal with him. He's okay. Bring him. I need that John fellow. Amen. That's what the father did with Jesus. He came back from praying. And in no waste of time, he knew who he wanted. Amen? He picked them all out. Except for one, all of them became great men. And God used them greatly in the kingdom. God is still asking for us to spend that time with him. Sometimes we need to fast as well. Just like we're doing now. And fasting is not torture. Like what you saw in the video on Sunday. (laughs) Yes, it's troublesome to the flesh. But what that God is saying, and I think Pastor West said it on Sunday, is to silence the flesh so that you can really get into this meeting. Amen? And really understand what's going on. The flesh is silent. And your spirit is up. And you can tell what the Father, if he moves his hand one way, you know what he's trying to say. Amen? And you're locked in. Because the flesh is no longer there. The flesh is hurting. That your spirit is excited. And now spirit is doing transaction with spirit. Because God is a spirit. Amen. So you are able to get the transactions done more. When you are in that mode. So God wants us to fast. Because that's the way he's able to communicate even more to us. And that's the way he's able to fill us. Sometimes we need to be empty. So he can fill us. You need more anointing. So he can fill us. With his spirit. And. mm, It's an amazing thing. Because God is not. Suggesting to you to fast. He expects you to fast. He expects you to fast. I think your Christian life. My Christian life will be a lot better. If through the year. We are taking time from time to time. Even if it's a half a day, but you, you have it in your head, I need to do this. It's part of our Christian duty. It's part of the program. And you can't leave this out and be successful. Jesus did it. Jesus didn't say, if you fast. He says, when you fast. He's expecting you to fast. We need to fast. Sometimes we have problems and we're calling everybody looking for help. <laughs> I got financial problems, so uh, I got to call pastor. Is there some uh, money for this or, and all of that? And that's, that's not, I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. But was that your first option? To call somebody for help? Or did you cry out to God first? I tell you what, sometimes it takes a lot of persuading to get people to to respond. Sometimes, especially when they're having their own issues, right? (laughs) But you tell God to talk to them, right? (laughs) And they hear his voice, they'll listen real good. Amen? God told me to. 
I remember a fellow in uh, Georgia when I was in college there, and uh, I have found this thing about giving and receiving, and I was practicing it, uh, but I was just a student and couldn't walk outside campus because uh, foreign students are not permitted to walk, no green card. And so the way I learned to live is give $10 out and see what comes in after that. This fellow uh, literally saw me. I was, you know, by my car trying to walk to get back home. And he walked up to me and threw $100 bills. Yeah, take! And he walked away. I said, hey, hey, come back. What's the matter? He says, well, I have not been able to rest because of this $100. God keeps telling me to give it to you. Here you go. Take your money. And he walked walked away. (laughs) He couldn't wait for me to tell him thank you. He didn't like it, but he wanted he had to obey. Amen. When God, instead of talking to them, you talk to God. He persuades them. And they can't, when they can't rest, they bring in, they'll run to give the money to you. Please, you can have it so I can have some peace, okay? I need some peace. Have it. And God blesses them. So we need to run to God. Sometimes instead of doing that, we need to come to a real issue. Maybe it's a family thing. Whatever it is. Just a little time with God. Fasting tells God, yeah, my business partner really has a lot of need. Why are you so sad today? Huh? What's going on? I got this problem. Oh, so it's affecting your job. Well, we'll take care of it. Amen? Isn't that nice? God said, I'll take care of it. I'll help you with it. That's what our fasting does. It helps God to reach out to us because He always wants to bless us, always wants to meet our needs. He is our shepherd. He doesn't enjoy us having wants, He wants to take care of us. That's why it's called the good news, right? The gospel. It's good news that God is for you, God is not against you. He is for you. And he wants the best for your life and for your children. And as long as you depend on him, he'll do just that. He is that faithful. You are in covenant with him. And in covenant with him, there's business to do. Amen? And he's depending on you to hold your own end of the transaction of this covenant. And he'll keep his part. But you walk together. How many pastors have a great idea they want to carry out? But they can't do it. They need people. Right? I'm a pastor here, but I don't. I need people to sing. Right? I can't do all of it. You can't. God can't. He has the ideas. He can do everything. But he needs us. He can win the whole village in Africa. Right? Has he done that? No. Until... He finds a man that would do that, make the sacrifice, huh? and stay with the villagers. They remain unsaved. Die unsaved until somebody goes there. Did God want to reach them? Yes, he wants to. He loves them? Oh, yes. He loves them greatly. And he can reach them until you go there. I'm praying he's preparing the way He prepares the way so that when you get there, everything is ready for you. Amen? It's such a beautiful thing.
some things will not happen unless you fast. Uh, no matter, and, and many times when we read the scripture, we're only thinking casting out of demons. That's not, that's not just, you're limiting this, that particular scripture. There are some things that will not give unless there is fasting and prayer. It just won't happen. If he's too stubborn and he's not yielding, you've tried everything, you've thrown everything at it and he's not moving, then it's time to fast and to pray and watch what God will do. The deliverance will surely come when we spend that time fasting and praying. I read somewhere that, you know, in the Old Testament, they all had a, a staff that they walked with, right? This is, that's the staff that we need, prayer, to walk with God, to stay steady, to hear his uh, heartbeat, and to know what he's planning to do, to get his vision and his ideas so that you can carry them out. He has them, but we carry them out. He had all this great idea of saving the world. He gave his word, but he needed flesh and blood to get it done. He sent his son. His son became flesh. And he dwelt among us. And then his son started recruiting other flesh so that this program can go. And he told them, you need to pray. You need to pray. This is part of the program. Nothing will get done much unless you pray. And the final thing I'll say to you, if the Son of God had to pray so much, that's the Son of God. He came from heaven to get his program done. What about me? You think I can accomplish much without praying? You can't either. So we need to pray. We need to spend some time praying. Develop during this time of fasting and praying a season or a time that you know this is my time to meet with God and stay with it. Be consistent. It will become part of your life where it's no longer a burden. Or, oh, I have to pray. Oh, the hour has come. It's something you look forward to. Amen? Would you stand with me tonight? If you don't spend time praying, you won't have control over your spirit and the thoughts that go through your head as Satan seeks to to uh, deceive. We need him. He needs us. We need to meet somewhere. Amen? He needs us. We're that special to him. Father, can you raise your hands up to the Lord today as you ask him that with his help you will attend every meeting now from now on you will attend every meeting just to be with the father so just as he's so excited that you come into meeting he's going to have a time to be with you and to share and to fellowship with you before we talk serious business you want to have the same excitement about going into his presence you can't see him but you do it often you begin to feel him Father, I thank you tonight. 
Thank you for inviting us into your presence. You want us to come into your presence and to come boldly without fear because we're welcome. You really desire us to be there with you. The Father, the Son, the Spirit with us so that the needs of the world might be met. So that our own needs, our little needs might be met. Fill us with your power and with grace tonight that we will take this to heart and not just preach a talk but the truth to live our lives in prayer before God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.